and it's the Bulls podcast that is, you already know what it is. We everywhere. It's the ball, you know, sleeves the hustle in the building. Got my bro all day long, Stizov, you know what I'm saying, AKA brother Byron. And of course, the ball, Skyree, for Tyree. And Byron oh, ain't getting stuck, huh? Like, absolutely, you know, it ain't going nowhere. He have legs like that. Exactly. Like, yeah, I'm going yeah, yeah, to make it stay. I was like, oop, I just. Hey, listen, can I introduce our prominent oh, guest? Yeah, I'm like, so, like you know, I'm and, and listen, mm. let us get right to it. Today, we got our brother, you know what I'm saying, from way back, like no other. And on the low, this man is doing things behind the scenes. He's the man behind the man. Behind the man. So we happen to be sitting next to the man that is the man. You see this? That's when you that low. But those that know, know this face though. Shout out to our good brother, Brandon Pinky in the building. Shout out to Lincoln House. Shit. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Let's go all the way back. Exactly. Let's go all the way back. That's where it's at. I didn't go to Lincoln House, but y'all bless America. We're going to shout out to Abby Lincoln. You know what I'm saying? We still hooping and balling out here, man. Uptown's finest right here, man. Missing a few. So, this is a pleasure to be here right now. We got this quality family setting with the brothers, and we're going to get to some things. We're going to let y'all know about this good brother, where he comes from. What she gets into, and basically, you know, this man on a low too just got an esteemed honor. You know, I believe I, I grew up watching, not watching, reading Ebony. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So therefore, for someone to get, you know, represented by Ebony as top 100, top 100. shit, I take the fake friends off for that. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? So it's a pleasure for us to even have him here and have to take time out right now to do this. So we're about to get into some shit, man. It's the boss. What's this? Like you said, you have an esteemed guest. Man, got me sweating talking about it. You know what I mean? Uh, the man wears so many hats. I don't know exactly where to start at. You got to go to the beginning. Look. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Look. What's the first one he put on? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, look, look. It's a music executive. He's a father. He's a hard worker. He's texting with friends. He's, he's always working. He's multitasking. No, no, yes, he does. He does so <laughs> no. many things. No, no, no. You just but you know, yo, yo, real talk. So that was that was. Uh, uh, I'll tell y'all after this stop shooting. But that was somebody like yo. I need help real quick. So that's why I do. I don't like doing that shit because it's ignorant. Especially no. around other black folk. You sitting there texting and shit. You know that's where you get sedated from. That's where you get all those like <laughs> terminologies and shit. From. Absolutely. I'm not I'm not, but no, that, that's cool because that fits cool. right in, right? So, for the people that don't know. No, they, they need to know. Mr. Pankey. Absolutely. Live Nation, Urban VP, Vice President, or are you President? Because I know you be making crazy movies. You, I'm Vice President. Okay, okay. That's what's on paper. That's what's on paper. That's what's on paper. I heard what he be doing on Continue on. You know what I mean? VP of Business Development Operations. Mm-hmm. What does that entail? What does that mean? What do you do on a day to day? We know you're constantly helping artists out after hours. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Give niggas comp tickets to show Like in a nutshell, real talk. But no, it's, it's, it's a lot, right? So we, let me go into my spiel. <clears throat> Live Nation Urban uh, was founded in 2017 to uplift um, black folk, really support and develop inventive platforms in hip hop, R&B, and gospel. Not only that is to educate and bring more black people into the live industry, live music space, because nobody really understand that there are so many jobs and professions and opportunities in live music. If you like 
lighting. If you're good with lights, you can be a lighting director and make $3,000 a week on an arena level tour. If you're, you know, if you like video, if you fucking, if you're a designer, if you like, you know, you know, a friend of mine was like, damn, I, you know, I, I really like uh, designing sneakers and shit like that. And I can design shows and things like that. If you want to be a designer, you make $25,000 designing a set for, for a tour and then make more money after that if you design multiple tours. So it's, there's just a lot of jobs and opportunities. So my role, because uh, I went, I deferred because I always want black people to know that there's an opportunity. For us, we just don't get the access into this fucking world. There's so many white people working with black artists, but we don't get to work with the pop artists and the EDM and, you know, rock and shit. And that's not fair. And I hope that we're able to bridge that divide in the future. Okay, absolutely. So what I do um, is help to bring in new business. So partner with Spotify, partner with Amazon, partner with all of these different companies to develop new new events, new exciting events, or come up with new ideas for festivals, or just, and then I operate. So it's business development and then it's operations. So I'm on site, I'm managing the budgets for a lot of festivals, I'm, you know, helping to book or, or, you know, hire the tour managers for certain tours or the, you know, the people that are running the behind the scenes. I'm kind of just, make, I'm, I'm not even kind of, I'm making sure that shows run successfully. So that's Lights On, Hers Festival in the Bay Area, Roots Picnic here in Philly, um, Louisiana Fest, Wayne's Festival in New Orleans. Um, we have Broccoli City, we partner with them, so I don't do as much, but you know, really helping them grow their brand. They went from 11,000 people, now they're up to 30,000 a day. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of that, but really now getting into content, especially since COVID, you know, they had a nigga, can I say nigga? You know, I don't know, last year we started doing more content, so I was interviewing a lot of executives and, you know, really trying to bring knowledge, you know what I'm saying, again, to disenfranchise the individuals who don't have access. And so now I'm diving into content, we'll probably get into that, um, so I'm not going to touch that yet, but, um, you know, I do some shit, I do a little bit there, a little bit there, but mostly... It's when niggas call me and say, oh, I need a, I need tickets to, to her on Saturday for the man. Like, literally. Like, but in that, from what you just said, though, yeah. it has to get to the point where we act to get the tickets. You setting all that shit up from birth stage to get here and make sure all that shit running right. So that's amazing, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Really, like, because it's a lot of shit, a lot of personalities you putting all these pieces together. So let's not downplay that shit. Like, I know what goes into a show, you know, so definitely. Let me ask you this. Go for it. Did your love, passion for music lead you to this business, or did your business acumen lead you to music? I think it's a mix of both. So I, I probably, in, you know, Stop, Stop will tell you. So his brother, and absolutely. I, you know, grew up. Who we all love. Uh, uh, yes, you know what absolutely. I'm saying? Shout out to my Hold on, hold on, hold on, man. Toast yes. up the yes. Fuck that. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That. Love you all day, bro. And, you know, from an early age, both of us wanted to be in entertainment. You know what I'm saying? In general. I have a, uh, from when we were 16, I have a damn deck. Uh, it was like a, a business proposal, like how we were going to run a label. So I always <laughs> wanted to be in music. Like this was like music. It was entertainment for me. Like. We were talking about, you know, I, fun fact, I thought I was going to be an actor, actually, not necessarily more on the music side. And so uh, it was all of that. And so I love music. And I, I was like, I'm going to be an executive. I'm going to be 
you know, Puff or Russell or Jack, you Absolutely. know what I'm saying? And so that's what it was. So it was a mix of both. And then, you know, I look, I can play, I don't know if I'm smart, but I look the part. And that's what kept me. I look safe. Like, I look safe. Absolutely. <laughs> And that's what helps you ascend. It's not really <laughs> what you talk to. It's, it's, it's who you know and how you talk to them. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? I'm drinking my way. You don't see me with Hennessy, you niggers. You don't see me with Hennessy. So, no, no, no. It's, it's a mix of both. You know what I'm saying? Because here's the, you know, you can't, you gotta have a little bit of a love for this. Sure. Because it's, I, I tell people all the time, it's like, um, being a doctor on call all the time without the salary. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm always on call. There's always people calling me, no matter what. It's, and so if you don't love it, you're, you're gonna die from it or drown out from it or whatever, you know, or, or just get, you can't content, like, consume, consume it. it mm-hmm. You know what I mean, on a day-to-day basis. So it's a mix of both. Well, how do you maintain a balance? Because you're a dad, you gotta work. You gotta maintain friendships with other people. You gotta maintain the business relationships. And have a life. And have, a, you know, you got your own, this is your passion, but you probably have other smaller passions, things you like to pursue as well. How do you balance all these things? I'm literally texting while I'm nothing, right? Like, if I'm nothing with her, I'm texting while I'm doing it. And so it's, it's, that's how you balance. That's a great way to break it down. That's how you balance. You gotta get both of them. That seems like a proper balance. Uh, no, cut that. And so, no, I, uh, <laughs> I don't release in text. Go ahead, but anyway. You know what I'm saying? Text release. Text and I bust. Text exactly. Mm. It's it's a blessing, really. No, but how do I balance it? Man, um, it's so funny you say that. So 2013, I um I got a pulmonary embolism. And you know what I'm saying? I almost died, right? And it was from the doctor said it was from excessive travel for for you know for the business side or whatever. So from that point on, I started like just making time for myself. Like I was like, I'm going to decide to make time. And my son was just born. Okay. You know, when I got the home in the embolism, excuse me, he was born two weeks prior. So I was, you know, it was a lot. And I was like, you know what? That was, to me, it was God's way um, of like, look, chill down, chill out, slow down, mm-hmm. spend time with your son who was just born. Cause I was about to go start traveling like probably two weeks after that, you know what I mean? And from that point, how do I balance it? I made time for myself. And COVID really changed the game. Cause I'm like, I'm never working in an office five days a week, ever again in life, like never, ever, ever. Like, and COVID, and, and I, you know, but how much is this? Who watching this? Well, ain't no, ain't no women watching this. But I would take trips. Like, I would take a lot of trips. Like, throughout COVID, I was one of them fucking people that was not supposed to be taking trips. And I would sneak off. It was sneak. I would go to Miami. It was always work related, of course. It was always a business trip. Absolutely. It's a part of my business that I have to see. I gotta go out of If the leisure is proper for my artist, he has to make Sure. Sit on my face, my glasses would almost break. Luckily, I have a great relationship with Warby Parker. And so they're like, here comes Brandon again. <laughs> so, luckily, no, no, it's just, I have to make time. I make time. You got to. Time. Because That's if good. I don't, then I'm going to get consumed with it. I've been consumed with work before, and I still am to a certain extent, but you I got to make sure I spend time with my son. I've missed so many, just from family, graduations, and parties, and events, and just get together just like we're together where are you i'm in this city where i'm doing this and so i make a, a concerted effort especially now just to find a way to make time because at the end of the day this work is important and, and i think i hope i'm elevating other folks in this but absolutely 
my family has to come first. My friends have to come first. And stop, I'll be real with y'all. Like, you see, this, this is why I don't drink. I, this is where my lights get comes in, because I get emotional. But I, and I, and I've, I've said this, I don't know if I said this to y'all or not, but I always felt like, fuck, hold on, hold on, now I'm not trying to do this. But I always felt like I failed Rittenhouse. And no, no, let me tell you why I said that. No, because I, I made a promise, you know, to Muhammad, like, yo, do better, like, and I didn't make time for, for things that were important, for people that were important, just in general. And so that's one of the reasons why I'm like very conscious. And like, if you say, yo, make sure, can you do this podcast? I'm going to do it. Like in a past life, yo, I ain't got time, I ain't got, I, but I, but. But that's growth, bro. I hear you, but also you have to make sure that you, you are doing things for people that you love and that you care for. Because Absolutely. that shit is more important than all this work shit. Like fuck this work shit. They will, Live Nation will fire me if I don't work hard consistently for two months. But y'all, ain't nobody gonna give up on me in two months if I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the difference, that's the difference. And but if I may chime in on that and appreciate you, I love you bro, but what I'm saying is, think about when we talking about the house era, man. Yeah, latter 20s, you get what I'm saying? 20, like 28, 29, 30s, like this, you know, trying to figure it out, but we also consumed by what we thought, what it was, you get what I'm saying? So you was already in the mix and you was trying to make that grow. And we was in the mix trying to do it, but it just was like, you had to, listen, everything happens for a reason, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So it's all about learning and figuring it out. You figured it out just like we all figured it out, you know what I'm saying? And that's all it is. And from that, we grow and keep it the fuck moving. Bro. But be it's clear, I still got the poster. It was the second Roots Picnic. Absolutely. The was a part of Of course. And it was one of my, listen, I loved it. Fuck that. We was in the in the little joint to the side, but it was great. That was a big room. And we was one of the first acts to go on, and we killed that shit. And let me make my, speaking of first acts to go on, let me make my announcement now. You don't have to put this in here if you want to. It's up to you. We will. But 2022, mm -hmm. Roots Picnic, there's a podcast stage. And I believe the opening podcast will be podcast bulls. Let's just put that out there. Oh, yes. Let's get ready. Because you know I'm fucking ready. Come on, crazy. Appreciate that. Let's put it out there and keep it out there. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. 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 Let me ask you this. Yeah. I know you said you had a pulmonary embolism. And I can relate to that. Mm -hmm. I myself didn't have a pulmonary embolism. But your sister. Your sister had one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My brother also had one. I had a blood clot in my leg. Mm. Right? And I was water, I was working, leg felt sore, also some calf raises at the gym. Mm -hmm. Nah, stayed sore. Went, got a CAT scan, it was like, yo, not CAT scan, but a uh, Doppler. Mm -hmm. They're like, no, you got a blood clot, you gotta go to the ER right now. Dang. And I'm like, oh, wow, because I know how serious it is. Yeah. You get your heart, lung, whatever, brain, aneurysm, you're done. And I have a family history of it. So I know for you, right, you're like, you know, that made me kind of want to slow down and appreciate things. Now for me, at the same time, I was like, damn. It just reminded me of my mortality. Mm. Like, you mm. really don't have a whole lot of time. You might not. So maybe these things that you think you might be talented in, you really need to try to get the ball rolling. Yep. Mm -hmm. Did you have that same kind of effect? Did it have that same kind of effect on you as well? I know it makes you want to chill out and appreciate yeah. your friends and your family, but at the same time, it's kind of like, yeah, I really box ticket. Yeah, 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 it, like, it, it could be something. Like, you never know. Like, because if you get one, they say you can get another. You know what I mean? So my, my my light skin multiplied by eight. I was. So, <laughs> let me tell you, I went to the to the doctor. So I drove myself to the ER because wow. I was like. What happened was, and I've never. And, and now that's not a life skin thing to do. This man was in distress. It was because of my. No, but I tell y'all. Let me tell y'all. Still drove 
himself to the ER. <laughs> let me tell you. Three gunshot wounds in the I'm such a nigga. No, let me tell you, I'm such a nigga. Because I had just hit some chick the, the night before. Like, she was like, are you okay? And I was like, I don't know. Yes, I'm no, fine. I'm fine. But I was like, no, no, my heart was like, I was like, why am I being so bad? Ain't that great? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why am I? So the that, that I was, <laughs> my son was in a bassinet. Now I'll never forget this. My son was in a bassinet and laid down. And I was like, I went to sleep. And I, and I was scared that I wasn't gonna wake up. That's how fast wow. I was beating. So I woke up and I looked down I'm like, bro, take your ass to the ER. Like I thought it was, and this is how black, like old black, I was them on y'all. And I drove to the ER and I went to <laughs> Yeah, basically. It was, it was the week of Thanksgiving. It was that Monday. Thanksgiving was Thursday. I never get this shit. And I went to the doctor. I was like, yeah, I think I got pneumonia. They, you know, I saw, you know, when you see three to four doctors like talking to each other, and I was like, what the like, yeah, doctor? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. different. Yeah. yeah. I was like, that's silly. They were calling plays and shit. Something going on. <laughs> I was like, yeah, so can I? Oh my. Oh my. Audible. I was like, so I'm getting out of the park. They were like, you're here for the week. And I was like, no, I can't miss Thanksgiving. They said, if you want to live, you're going to miss Thanksgiving. And I was like, <sighs> So for me, it just, I, I never, I didn't take it as seriously as I should have. Like, even after the fact, I, you know, I said it on panels and shit just to, just to evoke something. You know, I had a pulmonary embolism, um, and, you know, I made it. <laughs> like, I, I exactly. Uh, that's why you should buy your tickets. Exactly. For the next. Like it was dumb. Yeah. It was dumb. The way I was treated was dumb. But I will say to your point, at that point and even beyond, I was like, yo, get more into the content shit. Start doing a little. Start do stand up. Do more stand up. Do do just do shit that you want to do. Like yeah. just do what you want to do. Like fuck it. Like and that's yeah, really. that that point. It was like more of like a yo, just have fun while you're doing all this other shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Mess. Living life, man, and it takes things for you to realize that, man. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I feel you. I, I didn't have that, but uh, you know, two years removed from uh, mom's going upstairs, mm -hmm. that's why you know I sit here in the foundation with my brothers with a great brand and a movement right now because of that. Yeah. And it was steamrolled and pushed by this good brother stop when he just hit us up like, "Yo, we need to do a podcast." Mm -hmm. We already had internet radio shows, things of that nature we did since like 2001, two or whatever, on and off. And for him, once he hit me with that, it was like, yeah, it's time. Mm. And just like with us, like just like how we're here right now, and it's really no bullshit. See, what y'all don't get is when it's authentic, you ain't really gotta go and have no script. Ain't nobody back there putting up no fucking signs or nothing. This is a natural flow, because this is what the fuck we do. The boss, as you know. I mean, wait, wait, go ahead. Like I said, you got so much going on. And Absolutely. There's, there's a few things I want to talk about. Okay. The Dash thing is still going on. Absolutely. We can come back to that. What I want to talk about <laughs> is Apex. Yes. Now, Apex was supposed to come out this summer, right? Mm -hmm. But it's, and it's, it's a fall, it's coming, summer, right? It's coming. It's coming. I'm, I'm on the I'm it on the I'm waiting. It might be January, but it's coming. Absolutely. It's coming. So, so, it's coming. so it's going to be a media outlet for all types of artists, performers. Let me tell you what it is. Now, let me tell you exactly what it is. This is Apex Artist Presented Experiences is something that I should have did actually in 2014. I wish I would have had more relationships with investors and more just just better relationships that would have been out. But it's my Netflix for musicians. And you look at, 
you look at what 50 Cent has done with power and the power you this you, yes, you power universe, universe. Yes, exactly. plus BMF. So in my mind, like I, I'll tell you the, the genesis of it. 2013, I see Vince McMahon, WWE on the cover of Forbes, and he has his WWE network that had just come out. We weren't really talking about streaming at the, I mean, we had Netflix and certain things, but it wasn't as mm-hmm. you know massive as it is now. And he, you know, he charged $9.99 a month. I'm like, if wrestling can have its own fucking streaming service, why can't music have its own for whatever it is, scripted, unscripted, documentaries, horror, sci-fi, whatever. And you know, WWE wrestling, before Peacock, NBC streaming services mm-hmm. bought it, was at 1.3 million subscribers at $9.99 a month. You know what I'm saying? That's 120. I was one of them. Me too. <laughs> I, me too. Like, that's $125 million a year in revenue. Plus, 20, 25 plus, actually. But so I was like, I need to come up with this. What Apex is for me is my way of getting into filming and content with without leaving my music background. And so artists have to be involved in it. So if Cube was like, I want to put the, the Final Friday sequel in this, or if A Star is Born has a sequel with Lady Gaga, something like all of those types of things would live on this property. It's not performances. I prefer that artists don't just do concerts and shit. I want dramas and comedies and sci-fi. Like, in five years, if we don't have Emmy nominations and Oscar nominations, then I failed the vision of what Apex is to me. So we are shooting, you know, radio, Issa Rae's label, actually, one of my texts, they they finished shooting. Um, they have a show on there. Uh, Mark Lamont Hill, you know, he just actually had a pulmonary embolism. Oh, had, to, uh, had to delay his shooting, but he has a politically slanted talk show on there. Um, I just finished shooting a short film working with another company on another film, like CAA is repping it, like it's, for me, this is massive. This is special for me, right? And I really want to give artists an opportunity, not, you know, Drake, the Drakes of the world, Beyonce, they're going to get Netflix deals. Mm-hmm. But like for those emerging artists and those artists that have ideas but don't have an outlet to take them, mm-hmm. bring them here and we'll build something. Now, so wait, let me come in. Yeah, yeah. I got a question about that. You said uh, should have came out in 2014. From then till now, has the thought or the concept evolved in your head in terms of what you want to produce? Yeah, it has. Has it gotten, like, what's different? The, what's different was I was just going to put out, honestly, it was just going to be a, 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 a black streaming service and artists were, you know, I might have Living Single as a license or, you know what I mean, because Queen Latifah was in it. Like, it was just going to incorporate it, but it wasn't all focused on artists. And so now it was like, because there are so many, I've got to really super focus on what this is so that it stands out from other things and that's what it is like as long as an artist is producing or starring in the content it will be here if they're not it won't be here and so uh, a lot of great response a lot of great response i just need to come out with it the problem is i was cocky again liked it i was like summer coming out no gassy no easy <laughs> kick up and then all of these shows and shit i didn't expect all of these live shows to come back so fast i really didn't i was like what the fuck and then we're we're doing D-Nice and Club Quarantine Live. We're doing uh, this festival, hers festival, we're doing this. And I was like, I, how can I do this? Got all this stuff. So January, one way or the other, whether it's one bang on the bitch or not, if it's one title, if you see one episode or something, something that's coming on Apex. Something coming. This just me sitting here talking to y'all. Yeah, like real talk. It might, we might be recording this every day. <laughs> we we might be recording this every day. Whatever happens. Let me, let me ask you this about Apex though, right? Now, is it going to be, 
similar to YouTube where you get paid off of ads on your content or are you just gonna be offering people contracts? Offering people contracts. That's what I'm doing. It's it's a like a like a stupid like a a Netflix will give you X amount of dollars mm -hmm. to create your product, they'll have some ownership in it. That's what it is. That's what this is. This is a real, I don't, that's what I mean. Like, I don't want this to be YouTube or complex. This ain't what this is. This is Netflix, Hulu, Apex. Like, that's where my mindset is. You must have some pretty nice financial backers. Let me tell you, let me tell you. This is rude to this shit. Let me say some things about it. No, it sucks. No, no, let me tell you what sucks. And I, and I hate this. This is, I, I hate even saying it's okay. We might have had this. I don't know. <laughs> I'm big on editing. Yeah, but shit, this is wrong. This is wrong. All right, fuck it. No, keep it on it. No. It bothers me because I go to, I went to black folk with this idea. I went to multiple of us, like, yo, let's do this, let's do this. Uh, uh, I don't know, this ain't. We are so risk averse when we make it to a certain level. Mm -hmm. And I think part of it is I don't necessarily want to leave this level, or some of us don't want to help others come get up. to that level. No, I didn't come up, get to the level there. Wow. Older, some of the older folks. And I went to, and I, this shit, this shit hurts my heart. I went to one friend of mine who's a white boy, found financial advisor, great person, incredible person. Gave me X amount of dollars. So let's go. Let's get started. And I was like, huh? Like, that's all it takes? Like, yeah. it's a different world. So we have to do better in cultivating young talent and cultivating each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have to do better. And that's something that I, I'm going to stick to, go by, abide by. And I hope that I do that. I hope I don't become 55 or 60 and say, no, little. Guy. That ain't our era. Like, that's, <laughs> not no. that's not who we are. No, not that's not how we grew up. I think we grew up with a with a better sense of business community. Mm -hmm. I think you know other generations had community, but that I want to make sure you succeed. You can only go to certain like no. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So I, I guess that's where Dash comes in. When you go to yes. the schools and cultivate young brandies of the future and try to make other entertainment. Young Speak more minutes. And young brandies. I want to make sure oh, we oh, make sure yeah, we're we 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 accounted for. Okay, Absolutely. Love the system. No, Dash. That's to achieve success lights. This was a program. Wait, 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 wait. Slow down. Yeah, it's like you can't run the Destined to Achieve Successful Heights as a program started. Um, I was actually an intern with two of my mentors, Michael McArthur and Jerome Hips. At the time, I was Music Soul Child and a few others. Um, I interned for them. They had me help them create a curriculum and create a program that teaches students about the business of entertainment. Right. And that started in 2005. We had a grant from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to start a high school focused on the business of entertainment. Dr. Ackerman at the time, the late Dr. Ackerman, Dr. Ackerman put a freeze on charter schools in 2008, or the, the freeze on uh, creating new charter schools. Mm -hmm. So we created an after-school program in Philly, in Baltimore, and now we're back in schools, Strawberry Mansion, uh, Girls High, uh, Miss Dobbins, Overbrook, a, a couple of them missing some, drinking Moet, and, um, <laughs> You know, we're teaching students about the business of, of, of nice. entertainment, business of music, business of sports. That's Michael right there calling me now. Uh, like, you know, and it's very important. That's a big part of me, right? Like, teaching. Teaching is a huge part of what I feel like I'm yeah. Not even that. If I wasn't in music, I'd probably be a teacher. I'd probably be a teacher. Like, I hear, like, if you're a black male teacher, you get a lot of vagina. Like, <laughs> that's, a, like, that's a huge 
So we continue to build that. We're, we're going to go national, hopefully, in the next couple of years. But just trying to balance that. We That's understand. Awesome, Carol Riddick is a part of the program. Right. as a program director. Yeah. Uh, we have Grammy-nominated songwriters, producers, Grammy award-winning, like, as a part of, as our teachers. So it's, it's really a dope, dope, dope program. Sounds like that. I wish we would have had that back when we was. We took it. Yeah. That's why. But see, that's the thoroughness of it. We didn't. Now you bring it. You know what I'm saying? That's the that's the Dad, so much, man. Dash, Apex. We gonna get an Apex Fest with Ja Rule and with Ja Rule. Yeah, you know it. It won't be Ja. No, we will not get Ja Rule. Cancel culture, baby. Yes. So I know you gotta be something. You gotta be wary of. Yes, absolutely. Now I'm gonna come back to it, right? I know recently you just saw. Maybe you didn't see, but I had put post up. So, Darius McCrary, Sydney Star. Yeah. You see the pictures. Yeah. Darius came out and said that no, we're not being. Sydney Star is a trans woman, black, right? So he came out and said we're not dating, but they took some mighty sexy photos together. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Which was a little, mm -hmm. it's like, whoa. But you know, if you're into that, then you're into that. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. You know, like Malik Yoba, Mr. C, and something. <laughs> you know? Mr. <laughs> <laughs> C looks like Malik Yoba. Like, that's the little... <laughs> Say that shit, man. He's trying really to undercover. Really so, with your shit, shit, man. So, <laughs> so I'm like, okay. I think obviously this is some type of publicity stuff, right? <clears throat> Now I'm thinking to myself, is he just trying to ride off of the backlash that Dave Chappelle got for all of the trans big jokes or anything like that? And now in your business, is that type of publicity stunt something that you would like endorse or accept a tell an up-and-coming artist to do if you need to get buzz or get their name out there or anything like that? I wouldn't. I would hope that the talent, that the songs, that the music, that what you're doing is enough to get you out. Uh, I disagree with you. I don't necessarily think it was a publicity. You think it was legitimate? I think it was legitimate and then it got out. And I think it probably got out because someone was noticing the Dave Chappelle stuff. But I don't necessarily think it was a publicity stuff because he wouldn't have had his TV mama, you know, corroborating with him. Right, yeah, um, I did. Say, you know, that was weird. Whatever that was, yeah, that was weird. They were yeah. oxtails or whatever. Saying, no, this is wrong. Steve! But no, um, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't tell an artist that. Like, especially as they're starting out. Like, they're like, hopefully, their music and who they are is enough to get them. That's what it's supposed to be to a certain level. I wouldn't necessarily say go date this person or go do this stunt. And, and real, I mean, you know, you look at the artists that are successful or in this in this era, right? The the, the little babies of the world, or or Dirks, or you know, even let's go Army. We can go her. We can go. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I won't put him up there. Like, give me odds. Like, there are different people who um, who are successful without gimmicks. You know, what I mean, they are who they are, um, and it's not necessarily a gimmick led thing. Like, again, the people that have to do that, you know, here today, you want to Darius like, you know, and he wins exactly because that was in '92. But like, that's not something that you know, people who are really popular, really doing it, who connect with their artists, connect with their fans, excuse me, have to do. Hmm. Now you, you said the baby, and that's, that's funny because I was thinking about him too, and all this. 
little baby. I'm sorry. There's a difference. You gotta know. But now my question to you is, since that you work so closely with artists, if you have an artist that's having like a the baby moment, yep. What is? Because we're now on the inside. What's the protocol? How do you try to counteract? You cancel. You call your PR firm immediately. PR has to jump in, and y'all have to have a. It's PR. It's management. Um, it, it was a festival, so I would get one of the festival organizers. Um, I would just have a team of people that we could all sit there and discuss what are the best routes. I would have PR leading it just because they have the most experience, but management steps in and really cultivate what is that statement or statements or what he has to say. I feel like they ha they handled that completely wrong. Like that whole thing is handled completely wrong. However, I also feel like it's so interesting, like with certain demographics or certain groups, how people can get canceled immediately. Mm -hmm. But if I, you know, said nigga, 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 black people, black nigga, 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 who cares? It's just fun. It's black people. I'm black. I can say whatever I want. And I think that that part of it is unfair. I think that that Absolutely. part of it is continues to, to play into, you know, the fact that we are clearly the most disenfranchised group. You know, still, absolutely, still on this fucking, you know what I'm saying, in this fucking country, you know, probably on this planet, and so we have to. That part of it bothers me, but I. But to answer your question, see, I'm, I'm getting into more stuff. But to answer your question, yeah, you have to have a, a few key people around to make sure that, you know. So to piggyback on that, how? Not it's obviously much more difficult, but what's your plan of attack if the person that you're trying to help? change around is adamant in their stance and not even willing to yeah. take the stance that the people paid to manage his persona aren't advising him to do. So at that point it becomes more of save your ass, save your own ass. Okay. It's like, I'm going to write your email. This is what I recommend. I understand that you don't want to go in this direction, right. but this is what we recommend right. so that people know, like, hey, we let him know how we want him to handle it. He or she know how we want him to handle this, and they're handling it a different way. Um, and so you, if you can't get through to the artist, you can't get through to the artist. Right. It is what it is. You know what I mean? That's on them at that point. Right. They, but you make sure that they can't blame you because you did everything you could. Right. CYA. Yeah. Absolutely. That's right. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Real, real quick, uh, changing the speeds, I mean, in the city of Philly, uptown right now, you have been working with and linked to the legendary, and I repeat, legendary, the best ever hip-hop band. I didn't say group. I said hip-hop band because that means something to ever do it. And that would be The Roots Crew. Yes. Legendary. Absolutely. You legendary. can't even say that without saying The Legendary yep. Roots Crew. All right. Thought Quest, you know, the best to ever do it. So how's that been, experience been? And how did that even formulate from the beginning? Man, um, so my first real job in this industry once I had an internship was as an assistant at this business management firm called the Sports Entertainment Financial Group. And one of the clients that they had was The Roots. It was The Roots, Jill Scott, and Kanye West. Mm. And The Roots were there from the beginning. And The Roots have given me, you know, that was my first festival. We formed The Roots Picnic in Absolutely. 2008. So that's the first festival I've ever done. The first you're looking at one of the founders of that. I'm not a founder. No, no, no. I want to take that away from the people that founded it. I'm one of the first workers <laughs> as a part of the Absolutely. Roots. The founders are Questlove, Black Thought, 
the late and great Rich Nichols mm -hmm. and Sean G. I'll never do that. But as one of the first people to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. But that was my first festival experience. I had never seen a festival before, mm -hmm. before that, for real, for real. And so I would say the Roots gave me the foundation for everything. And the Roots have touched everything. You know, they have content. You know, I, I can't really on camera yet because nobody's supposed to know. But they get into it. Mm -hmm. But oh, the Roots have taught me everything. See, I did that. Yeah. The Roots have taught me everything from content to music to, you know, I, I did a sneaker launch with Questlove. I don't know if anybody remembers this. In 2007, he had his own sneaker with Nike. Like, um, you know, they had a, a rester at a time. They were working on Fat Burger. Working on in fast food, so everything that I've ever learned, like every piece, you know, I feel like the roots have been integral in helping me to develop who I am um, in this industry and beyond, from artist management, business management, and, and content and everything else. And so, um, it's been crazy and it work ethic. I mean, you know, they had, you know, before Fallon, it was they were touring 200 to 300 days a year on a 365, mm. and so. Um, to see that and then even from the Fallon era like okay so this is what it looks like when a band is on a you know on a nationally national show like understanding that just understanding the business mm -hmm. that's what the roots really provided Absolutely. nice yeah. well listen Brandon one of the last things I want to ask you because I know you're all about power in the community especially power in black people what is the most important thing you feel for the black community at this moment? What's the most important thing you think we need to do or accomplish at this time? It's a very tumultuous time. It's a lot of craziness going on in the world. So why I know, I just want to hear, you know, just even whatever you feel. First two things that popped in my mind were mine. I don't know where I became Southern. That was that Southern. That was that Southern. That's that's Southern. That's Southern. That's Southern. That's the answer. That was, <laughs> that was like the question was, how do we get free? <laughs> First of all, we got to go tonight. That's the thing in my mind. Virginia, I don't know where that came from, but no, I would say uh, accountability popped up and um, helping each other out. So here's my art. So here's one of the things, right? We, you know, when we talk about like black owned businesses, I see a lot of us chastise or attack with black owned businesses or like, you know, I think about restaurants like, oh, they, they move too slow or they're, they're late or whatever. But we don't even have the knowledge to run businesses because we have been, you know, White folks had 400 years ahead of us, a head start to do certain things, to run businesses, to steal our ideas. I know for a fact, you know what I'm saying, like syrup, I would just take syrup. Like we cook better than everybody else. So I know that certain fucking things y'all took from us. You had to have stolen it. Like I don't give a fuck what anybody says. You had to have stolen And like you know there's no way that they make certain things. You know, you hear about the story about Jack Daniels. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Exactly. Jack Daniels. Exactly. 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 Brother Ray did. If we if we're working all day and we gotta find ways to to do shit, I know we invented some crazy shit. Like, yo, drink this shit that's that's like, after after doing. <laughs> this is common sense shit. And so, but unfortunately, white people took our ideas, took things, and they were able to have year, hundreds of years of experience in developing business, in owning land, and doing things. So yeah, we're not going to run, we're probably half the time not going to run businesses as whatever, fill in the blank, as other races may. You know what I'm saying? Even when other folks were able to come in and immigrants were able to come in, they got, you know, funding. They got, you know, grants and things like that. And we still didn't get any What's of that. expansion? They took so about them acres of land for free. Acres for free. We were all acres. The Freedmen's Bureau, 1912, we were supposed to have acres. So 
I don't want us, we have to find ways to like not judge each other over certain things because we have to understand where we all are in this together, right? This country wasn't built for us. This country wasn't made for us. We are doing everything that we can to make the best of it. And we don't support each other enough. And when I say by accountability, you know, and this is, goes back to an earlier point, once certain motherfuckers make it, they like, well, I live, you know, you know, let me use Philly. I live in Warminster now. I take the regional rail. I'm not, I'm not dealing with you. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the laugh. And, you know, and we don't give, we don't try to help others. And then, I don't see this, this is where I get into, but like, we talk about vices and things like that, and we judge other individuals for certain things that we do, right? Certain things that are done. Like, you know, I, I, I even remember within my own family, like, you know, people are on drugs, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I have a vice of gambling. You know what I'm saying? I'm at a blackjack table. What makes me better than this individual who may be using drugs to get away from whatever they're going through? And I think we have to stop judging each other because I think we do a lot of judge. We're very judgmental mm -hmm. when it comes to each other. And we have to find ways not to be and to help each other. And I think that's how do we help? We have to do that because nobody else for real is going to help us. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You see Biden and, 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 and Kamala come in and nothing's really changed. You know, people, it's a lot of lip service from politicians. It's just that we can't depend on government. We can't necessarily depend on, you know, just even local officials. We have to help each other. And so that's why, little, little shit, this is so little, but like if I, if I have the ability to have a festival and we have podcasts, I'm a fucking bring in podcast bulls. Like that's just, and that's where the position I'm in and that's what it is. Like it's little shit that we can do. And, and, and hopefully little shit turns into medium shit and turns into larger shit we can continue to build. No, really. You know, it just happens with everything. Like, yeah. you, know, you keep giving it back. Like, you start, we give, like, it's it's a cycle, but everybody has to be included and willing to be a part of that cycle. Right. That's the issue, you know what I mean? And take advantage of the platform once you are given. And once you're given. Once you're given. Because another thing about us, we're, I think we're afraid of our own potential. I'm about to turn into a killer and a little killer to be, but we are afraid of our own potential. To your point about having a clot, if you didn't have a clot, would you know? Would you have said to stop? Yo, let's have a podcast. I don't know, but I think we need to just stop being afraid. We're the greatest creators. We're the greatest motherfuckers on this planet. I'm gonna say that. We need to own that shit. Yeah. Like, let's own it. Like, let's fucking own it. Yeah. He's holding it. He's fine. Yeah, but what y'all don't know? Oh, shit. See, I know old brain. Fat 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 Tight. That's what that weakness is. Give me the tight. No, I mean it. When you in them oh, tight holes, you gotta be. I drink water. I didn't drink water. I didn't drink water. I drank water. A lot more alkaline. It's a really a blessing. Yeah, man, that's great, man. That's great. I mean, I don't know if you guys have any. I know you, it seems like you two actually have a lot in common. You both like to gamble. You like wrestling a lot too, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah. See, yeah, that's funny. I figured you. When's your birthday? January twenty first. Cool. You know what I'm saying? Still got Jay, you know, months. January, Joe. Yeah, that was a good day. That was a good day. Fucking hand. No, I do it though. Nobody got it. I do it though. But, uh, but uh, that's pretty much sleep. Answer all my questions. I mean, just to leave it on that note that he talked about in terms of what we need to do as people, I mean, you can't really wrap it up in a better bow. Like, I hope that 
that message is taken away in terms of um, that accountability and just doing what we can to help each other. Like, you know, you can only extend the olive branch for so far, and then you got to take that platform and own it and do what the fuck you need to do. But it's about extending it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, man. Agreed. And if I may say so on behalf of the boss, it is a pleasure for us to give you a quality, man. You know, a little throwback Philly type cup of film, man. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to be. That's the one I want. We ain't even made that for nobody yet except you. Prototypes alert. Let me take it out. Let me take it out. Prototypes alert. You gotta put that on camera. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Is it tight enough for you? We have to be ready. Let's look at that M. Is that an M? Yeah, this works. This works. This works. This works. This works. Thank y'all. No, thank thank you, thank you, brother. This is a, how you fold this back up? Thank y'all. Hey, this you, man. Do what you want to do to it, brother. Exactly. Thank you. He getting ready to go to Beverly Hills, so we happy to oh, have him before he roll out of here. You get what I'm saying? And do what he got to do Ebony. for that good Ebony situation that he got going on. Well-deserved. One of the hardest working men in Philly, period. You know what I'm saying? In the business right now. Keep doing your thing, man. If you didn't know, it's the boss. Oh, oh, shout out to Bill the Barber because he couldn't be here tonight, unfortunately, but he had some oh, supreme of clientele course. that he had to go. Oh, okay. I get it. The Barbershop Series. At Duke the Barber, he ain't in here right now, but he let us use this joint. We love him for it, man. Appreciate him for it, man. This is what we do, man. The boss podcast, that is. We everywhere. Sleeves the Hustle. Handles uh, at Brandon underscore Panky on IG, mm -hmm. B Pank at B Pank on on Twitter. Um, who uses Facebook, right? And so that's that that's where I'm at right now. I'm not on TikTok or Snap or any of those things where my girl could probably cheat. So that's all I got. That's good enough, man. We got staff over here with the lovely questions today, man, getting it in. You know, you see him with that olive army green. You know, what I'm saying it is what it is, man. It is what it is, man. Skyrie and the cuts as always, man. Doing what he do, man. And all y'all can kiss my ass, man. And this is what it is, man. Don't kiss the balls, man. <laughs> Drag in the back, painted, man. First and foremost, shout out to him, man. That's all, man. I'm out of here. It makes Brian Gumble. <laughs> <laughs>